0: Ready? And there it is. And there it is. And there it is. Hello and welcome to Rhythm and Pixels, episode 15 8. We are a video game music podcast, and my name is Rob Nichols. And I'm Pernell. And we love video games and video game music. And That's a, my voice for the night.
1: And I guess we're doing our best NPR impression.
0: That's right. Um, Rhythm and Pixels is brought to you by MathLab and MathLink technical computing software, <laughs> and the Bill Gates and Melinda Gates Foundation.
1: <laughs> is this an authentic? yeah. Of yeah. Sorts? If
0: you listen to enough NPR, they say the same things over and over again. Or they get stuck in your head
1: See, in my mind is stuck on the, the PBS Where it's like Viewers <laughs>
0: like you Viewers like you Yeah, it's um, brought uh, Brought to you with Limited commercial interruption Actually, Rhythm and Pixels Has brought, been brought to you For three years With zero commercial interruption But well, we're gonna change that
1: Sometime in the future That's we're, right we, we need We it, need to get hers on here This episode
0: is Sponsored by Sonos Sonos. We make speakers that podcasts like. Also, Ghost Bed, the only bed sponsored That's... by Forrest Whitaker. Ghost Bed dog.
1: I, I assume this is the only bed sponsored by actual spirits of the damned.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's like um, the bed. The, your, it's actually your previous bed, and it's the ghost of
1: your old bed. <laughs> <laughs> that would be quite the product Mm. they found a way to harvest the soul energy of old furniture
0: that's okay i salt my doors every night to not let the spirits in i'm i I, take every precaution that's
1: only vengeful spirits every precaution
0: hey you don't know how i treated my last bed touche i was jumping all over that thing I was eating cookies on it. Crumbs everywhere. I was letting my dog on it all the time. Peeing everywhere. Peeing everywhere. <laughs> Peeing crumbs.
1: That's not a good combo for a bit. Uh,
0: that's a little too close to
1: home.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, Elvis. Oh. Uh, all right, what, what have you been playing? Have you been playing anything new this week or what have, what have you been getting into? We haven't talked about games actually in a long time, like what we've actually been playing.
1: This has been a really weird week for games. Yeah. Uh, I have actually been my, like, played the least games I've played in ages mm. for reasons I won't use on the cast because why do that to the show? Yeah. But yeah. I will say that I did start a game that I've been intending to start for a long time. So much so that I actually made it one of the games of the month last month and never got around to it. But Resident Evil 7 finally found its way into my That's PlayStation right. 4.
0: Have you, have, you, have you dug into it more than one day? Or?
1: I, yeah, I played it a second time. last. I think it was last night I got home.
0: So you've actually been like, hey, let's play some Resident Evil.
1: Yeah, which is funny because I really <laughs> shouldn't be because I need to play through Pokemon Ultra Sun. In two months. Good luck
0: with that. Ultra Sun.
1: Yeah, the most, the more boring carbon copy sequel of well, Sun and Moon.
0: That sounds like more of a reason not to play that. I but agree you got, to do, you do you MagFest. For MagFest, yeah.
1: Yeah, I agree to do it. <sighs> yes, that's the game, so I have, to I, su- I have to suffer.
0: I have to make a suggestion. Pay a kid to do it? <laughs> You've been playing games out of obligation for so long. Yeah, am I right? In a lot of ways, yeah. You know, I just reviewed three games. Do you do you think it's like sucking the fun out of it?
1: Uh, not not so much. It's more along the lines of just due to having so many to play. Mm. I it's like I I cover one base despite another. So yeah. the base that gets covered is a constant desire for new things. I want to try something new on a regular basis. New stimulation.
0: Yeah. I'm into that. I'm into that.
1: But the downside is Dragon Quest XI has not made as much progress as it could have. And also, like, now I got Resident Evil 7 in the rotation. It's like, I want to play that, but instead I got to review this new bike... Platformer, which is an interesting concept for a game. But a bike platformer... Okay, tell
0: me about that. What's, the, what's a bike platformer?
1: I don't even know, but I'll find out. I still see a guy on a motorcycle who yes. rides up walls and yes. on ceilings, okay. and he can fire guns from Yo, it. He's like running, if, chasing
0: trains. If this is a modern take on motocross maniacs,
1: I'm all in. That, I'm that would all be, in. I wish. I think the last time I played a version of that was they did a motocross maniacs on the Game Boy Advance. Oh, yeah? Yeah, but... I don't know how it would have how it takes for a fan of the original games. I had never played the old ones. I only played the one on the Game Boy Advance.
0: Do you know who did the original soundtrack on the Game Boy? Uh -uh. Mmm. Yamane of Symphony of the Night fame. Yeah, I know you listen to that OST. It's very good. It's very very good. It's very spooky. No, I'm kidding. It's just (laughs) it's awesome. It's really good.
1: But I will say um, to refer to Resident Evil though, it's. I, my brother and I had a pretty fun chat about this game. Because keep in mind, I know someone might say spoiler alert, but hey, I haven't played the game, so I could not. Okay. I might be telling All right. like,
0: I'm just the honest guy to lie. I don't even know. Here's a spoiler for me I don't know when this game came out. How old is this game? Um, I think it was January of 17. Okay, so, that's so been, it's not uh, horribly it's old. Yeah, it's been a while.
1: It's old by hmm. game release standards these days. Yeah, so much is coming out. So much is coming out. in
0: real time, it's not that old. I see people come online talking like, oh, that came out like six months ago. It's so old. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Honestly, well, when you think about it, given
1: how <laughs> games tend to price and all, if that's what it takes for a game to be considered old and the price reflects it, that's a good thing for most people. Oh, man. I can get this quote-unquote old game for $20. Pff, screw that. I'll take it. But, uh... All this weird stuff is happening in the game. The man, the very beginning of the game, the main character gets like his hand stabbed and his leg stabbed and it's like this very brutal scenario. And of course, he's sort of fine later on and my brother's like suffering this hit of disbelief like this is nonsense. None of this makes sense. I was like, "Okay, first of all, you've seen Resident Evil 1 through 6, right? Because if you're drawing the line here on supernatural hicks, I don't know what to tell you because they're all <laughs> weird. Every last one of them are weird. And then secondly, Umbrella did it. That's yeah, that's the it's fine. that's the snick. He's like is it, it's like it's not Umbrella. It's like yes it is. He's like how do you know? I was like I don't, but it is because they Capcom cannot let go of the premise of Resident Evil. They can't just end the frickin' plot. Mm. They have to continue to string it along until I'm dead in the grave (laughs) wondering my 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 nephew's children will find out the ending to Resident
0: Evil. You're gonna be like on your deathbed saying, what happened to the end of Resident Evil 25? And your grandkids will say, but Grandpa Perny, it, <laughs> it was umbrella. It was umbrella along. You can say I knew it. Ah!
1: Did the master of unlocking finally unlock the secret to the ending of the freaking <laughs> series? That would be For now, great. The master of unlocking. So take it with him. Died that night. to his grave. <laughs> the secret to the ending. But like, uh, but the game itself is awesome. There's a lot of creepiness going on because. While it's seemingly scripted in a sense, mm-hmm. I think I mean, if you're playing for the first time, you don't know how far these crazy hick people can chase you because you're in a house. Mm-hmm. And every once in a while, you'll just get stalked by a person. Oh, Just, just he's stalking you just, and you can't kill him. <laughs> it's like an old man, an old hick man. Who was chasing you sometimes with an axe, sometimes with this really weird
0: looking lawnmower? I don't know how do I feel about that? Have you ever heard of a movie called Tucker and Dale versus Evil?
1: I have, and I've wanted to see it. That's the one where all the people are trying to kill them because they think they're serial killers, yeah. but they're dying
0: it's, in, by accident. It's Alan, it's, um, Alan Tudick and the other one. It's not Alan Thick. No, it's Alan Tudick. Okay. From Firefly, which, have you seen Firefly? I've seen the movie. Yeah, then you know, Alan Tudick. He is the pilot. Oh, Wash. Wash, yeah, Wash. I forgot his name. And the other guy was in a great, great TV show that was on Hulu that only ran for like a season or two called Ghosted? Ghosted? No, he he could actually see spirits, but he was high all the time, so no one took him seriously. But... Oh, the Frighteners. Was that is that what the Frighteners was about? I'm mm. sorry. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm thinking like... Ghost! A ghost. I'll find that anyway. so the two of them, um they are they are like southern like farmers mm-hmm. and they get in their truck and they're just you know what? they've had like a hard week and they're really good friends and they're just gonna spend the whole weekend camping and they're so excited to go out to their cabin in the woods and they're gonna go fishing every day. but like they're wearing like the overalls and everything because they're farmers. like it's fine, yeah, you know yeah. it's just like totally fine, but they go down to they go down to their to their cabin. In, in um, you know in 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 Southern America, and <laughs> in the American South rather, that sounds weird, and like a whole bunch of these like frat boys and like fraternity girls and everyone there, they're all like like there to like party, but they see them and they immediately think, oh, they're serial killers, they're gonna kill us. That doesn't like But really- they're so, but they're so dumb, they're so dumb that they like kill themselves by accident. Every time, and that's, what and that's, that's the, when that's not a spoiler. That's the premise. That's the movie. Is these dumb kids kill themselves and blame the Hicks? The Hicks who are just trying to have a vacation.
1: Which is why I want to see it because I, oh, sp- I so for the funny. maximum just it's so having funny. this like colorful banter next to these scenes of people like tripping into wood chippers.
0: Something like that. Yeah, ex- exa- that's exactly one of the scenes where someone's just like, no, you stay away from her. And he's like, what are you talking about? And he's like fishing and like he runs after him and like falls into a wood chipper. Oh, mercy. It's so bad. Hopefully there's no wood chippers in
1: Resident Evil, but there is a chainsaw battle, which was you really know bizarre. You know, you
0: can't have a zombie movie, a zombie game without chainsaws. It's it's not a thing you, I mean, it's like having a cake without chocolate. Actually, I'd love uh, a cake without yeah, chocolate. Yeah, that's a bad. It's a bad example. It's like it's like having a movie without Alan Tudyk. That's a lot of movies. <laughs> it's like having uh, it's like having
1: a beverage without
0: fluids in it. There you go. It's 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 a dehydrated beverage. Yeah, you go. Yeah, it's kind of kind of dull, kind of dry.
1: It's, <laughs> it's like, kind of all dry. It's like having a sky without oxygen.
0: Mm, no clouds. Yeah, no clouds. Uh, we've had no clouds. Those are weird days, though. Yeah, That's I, Florida. I agree. I, I have not been playing many games. I have finished... I don't know if I talked about it on the show, but I finished Escape Goat 2. I didn't do any of the secret stuff, but I finished um, all of the main stages that are unlockable uh-huh. in the game. And it was very difficult at the end. But the rest of it, I felt like... It just took time. It just took time to figure out. And then once you figured out the order of operations to some of the puzzles, it was fine.
1: But it's getting to that order of operations initially that yes. gets you going.
0: Very, very... Yeah, but then once you finish it, it felt really, really good. It's just a great game. Um, if you have a PS4, I think it's on Steam also, right? Mm-hmm. You get a scapegoat too.
1: It's worth your money. And Same and with the first game, actually.
0: And if you're into demo scene music... Um, by, to listen to the soundtrack Because it sounds like I don't know who did the music exactly But Magical Time Bean is the development team So one I of think the th- he did the music too Yeah, one of the th- and It's like three or four people um, One of them did the music for the game And then also orchestrated the ending theme With like a local high school choir There's like vocals in it It's fantastic That sounds intriguing It's so good The game is great Oh, I got one more uh, I feel, more feel like game. we're making up for all the talking from like not having an episode last week, which I'll, I will mention and talk about later on in the episode. <laughs> I, but need, I need, to, I need to, to bring that up.
1: I forgot one other game, though. Though I'm not sure if it may—I guess listeners can decide for themselves if this was worth bringing up or not. But one of the games I reviewed this week was actually a game called Gal Metal. Which I was curious yes. about when it got announced and I played the Japanese demo like Wait, earlier this year. You were telling me about it and it sounds awesome. It is. Yeah. Though I think it's, it's definitely one of those games where like it's just going to take a special kind of person to want it. Because the premise is really weird. So you're, uh, you're there's a boy and a girl who are walking home on their respective walks from school and they both get abducted by aliens. And then the aliens fuse them into one person. And then tells them that they hate metal music and that it was apparently being beamed to them from a satellite from Earth. And it was so horrible that it just ruined their civilization. So they have come to rage war with humans and they're going Uh, to come back in a few days to destroy humanity. And they send their fused body back to Earth. And then... So it's the boy who controls the girl's body, and the girl has the ability to talk to him, but she, he, she was a drummer mm. in an all-girl metal band. Yeah. So she has to teach him how to play the drums and coexist with her band so that they can play metal together and stop aliens. But it's a music game, Yeah, that's a very bizarre premise. But, but um, it's cool that the way it plays is that you... There are no notes that scroll down the screen or anything like that. The whole game is mm. to the sound of what
0: you hear, so, so like a song will play. you're actually tapping to the music that's playing.
1: Yeah, if you're playing with the Joy-Cons, you're actually swinging them like drumsticks. Oh, that's if cool. If you tap the screen, there's actually a full drum set
0: on Ooh. the screen, and you can actually... There's a um, a new Konami Taiko. Taiko Drum and Fun. Taiko Drum and Fun came out recently for the PS4 and the Switch. And one of the options on the switch is to play it, play Taiko like with the two Joy Cons, like in the air, like drumming in the air, and Uh, and supposedly it works really well.
1: I've heard that the harder, this doesn't surprise me honestly, because I remember from the original for the harder ones. But the harder songs ain't cutting it. But if you're just having fun,
0: you need. Like absolute precision feedback. Like you need to hit a button or tap the the drum. It's
1: not even just that, but it's just the level. But you're right about that. But it's the precision. Like precision, yeah. precision is good. It's, it's like one, two, one, two. But on those later songs, when it's like streams of drum, yeah, it, that Joy-Con ain't keeping up
0: with. It. Um, with a uh, uh, guitar hero and rock band, I had the same issue with the rock band official controllers. Mm-hmm. The on the guitar, the um, this the the strum thing. It's challenged. It's, um, it doesn't, it just goes. It just goes up and down. But for the Guitar Hero one, it clicks, like a mouse click. Mm-hmm. And when I could hear that, I can strum up and down and know exactly that I'm hitting the note every time. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I missed that
0: game. I, God, I was so obsessed with it. Like, that's all I played for so long. We, we would get together with Mike, we would drive down to, like, Virginia or D.C., and then we would just play rock band or guitar hero that's mm. all we did
1: yeah those were the days man i had wow i actually bought rock band 4 with the hope of getting the band back together mm. and i could never get anyone to play it again so it's still in this box i,
0: I feel i almost feel like that's a common like a uh, story oh, yeah. like rock band released a new a new edition in the hopes that people would want to do get the band back together well, But then, then there's was, like a- one guy he's like everybody come on let's play again everyone's like we have I wives and kids. And I gotta life work got tomorrow busy. and can we just stay home and play Final Fantasy fifteen? Again. <laughs> Again. <laughs>
1: now with seventy five percent less deals. I uh,
0: know I can't I can't say anything about that. Too late. Too late. All right. This episode brought to you by Hearst. Brought to you by this is this episode is still brought to you by Hearst Potato Chips. And lengthy because, monologues. Gosh darn it, they will sponsor us Someday. Talk about them enough. I would like that. Absolutely delicious. We brought, you brought hers potato chips to like the Geekdom Con, mm-hmm. the the convention last week, which was sort of a convention. Which is all I'm gonna say about that. What what flavors did you did you bring? You brought like six of them, right? You
1: know, I had creamy dill pickle, creamy dill pickle. I had red hot. Mm. I had barbecue, and yes. I had honey barbecue. There you go. I had flavors
0: for days, man. <laughs> I had like twelve bags of potato chips, and I had about two Red Bulls and two Yinglings in this man's body at the same time. (laughs) That's a lot of fluids. It was wasted. Um, So we were going to do the, um, you called it the Geek Trifecta. The Geek Trifecta. We're talking anime, uh, uh comic books, American comic books, and costumes. Yes, right. I love it.
1: It's the perfect combination of things. You might say, what about video games? Well, um, we're we're a video
0: game music podcast. (laughs) I mean, it's all encompassing. So we're talking anime, video games based off of anime, Uh video games from American comic books, Uh and video games featuring characters in costumes. Cosplay. Cosplay Cosplay or costumes. Cosplay or costumes, costumes, which I think is a cool idea. So we're going to start with, I think we should start with anime. So this is an even-numbered episode. I'm going to start us off with anime Tenshi Moyo Gamehin, or uh, Gamuhin, which is the Tenshi Moyo RPG for the Super Famicom, composed by Shintaro Hirakawa. This is Battle Theme 3 for the Super Famicom. to Battle Theme 3 from Tenshi Moyo for the Super Famicom, composed by Shintaro Hirakawa. Um, So what I know about the Tenshi Moyo RPG game is that it's essentially a series of RPG battles and cutscenes. You don't actually control the characters, you just um, fight the battles with your favorite Tenshi Moyo characters.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at it. Like I was actually looking at it now because at one point I wasn't. I had no idea what a Tenchi Muyo RPG could possibly be. Yeah. Given the scope of what the show was, though, I do know that they did fight like, alien, like an alien. Not an alien. Yeah, they were alien, but they were human. So yeah, probably did was, the same bloody thing. The,
0: the, the, the series was like kind of. It was a. It was a good show. It, 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 it was. I it was
1: early it. form harem when it wasn't creepy.
0: Yeah, it wasn't really. It was just like. I felt like they just kept introducing characters. Like, they didn't intend it immediately to be, like, one guy and a billion girls, and then it kind of turned into that way. But it was like, yeah, it had, like, kind of a space thing. I remember there were, um... The two women were space police. Yeah, and the one was
1: incompetent, and the one was extremely competent.
0: Yeah, and they had... They had their own spin-off show and I think they had their own spin-off games as well.
1: Really? Yes. I might have to look that up.
0: I did not know that. It was Kiyoshi and Mihoshi. Or yeah. Kyone and Mihoshi. Kyone I remember that name. Um and they and they their their spaceship was also a cat rabbit hybrid.
1: Not no no, not theirs. The the space police characters had their own ship So they were they had a licensed ship. Yes. It was Ryoko's ship that was the cabot. Ryoko,
0: that's who it was.
1: Ryoko wow. had the cabot. And Aika had her royal ship, <laughs> and uh, Washu lived in the basement or Lush wherever ship. she lived. But, uh, you got you re, you remember the characters? Yeah, because that was my, this show was my jam. Like I, I loved it too. Like Radma and so long Tenchi long were like, like I've never been I've never been big on harem anime as people call it, but we should I probably will describe
0: say that. that- when we say harem anime, it's that...
1: It's generally guys surrounded by girls that have an
0: affection for them in some capacity. Yeah, or there's some kind of like, oh, there are a billion women around me. and but, but like, this show is focused around the adventures of all the women and the guy happens to be trapped. Like, usually like a human man and then like all of these fantastical... Well, in the case of like Ranma is
1: just... Well, I guess the fantastical is the Jusinkyo curse, but it's just... It's, I mean, <laughs> it, it genuinely is just guy... Well, Surrounded by girls that most likely have an affection for him,
0: Rama. I would I would argue is the most um, modern, being gender fluid.
1: Well, it's the martial arts comedy of the sexes. <laughs>
0: It is, but the main character is both sexes, and it's a fantastic show in a, in a fluid manner. And and instead of a harem of just female characters, it's female boys like and him male too characters. Exactly, it's it's all. It, it's did, Ranma One half is one of I the mean, best like, shows of all time. I would say
1: Rama's I mean, would He's, it, well, he never wants to be a girl again. But he, he never gets that, that
0: choice. But as a woman, oh, he uses it to his advantage. He, he, often. He li- I'm sure he likes it, like his father. Free ice cream, like his father loves being a panda. Oh, well, who? Wouldn't? And, and just like, and just stays a panda. <laughs> I would, if I could turn into a giant fluffy
1: panda mm. in the winter. Well, forget it, forget it. Yeah. And to think of your grocery bill. Then again, maybe it would be bad because we're not in Japan, so food would be harder to come by. But. I would love to be a freaking panda man, um, but Radma is was is my one of my all time favorite shows. Even at this present day, there was a freaking meme that came up on the internet the other day, and there was like god tier anime and like ancient anime and something else, and the ancient anime was Bleach. What Bleach? What? Naruto and like no. I want to say Dragon Ball Z because why not it's Dragon Ball and not I was like where Z? is that Dragon Ball Z with the Z with a Z? <laughs> well, they did <laughs> Dragon Ball Z because it's just popular. But I feel like oh, that's on. a disservice. Like how's how old am I uh. that you call it ancient and you stop at shows that came out post two thousands? Mm. Ice, not counting Dragon Ball, but again I covered that. Anyway, the point is I was insulted. And I was like, Rodman should be on here. Dominion Tank Police should be on here. Yeah, exactly. So many quality jams.
0: Yeah, Roroni Kenshin.
1: Yeah, it's, I, I'd never even seen that except for like two episodes and I'd still say that belongs on there. I was, had <laughs>
0: freckles. My, my Yeah, exactly. And I would say like a um, Trigun, which is, is probably one oh, yes. of the modern ones. Yes. Um, but still, like, so we were at this convention and I'm like, wait a minute. We're going to be talking about anime that we're familiar with that none of these kids care about
1: (laughs) oh I can roll with these onions. it's just a matter of if you were to ask me what my favorites are it won't be any of these like I watch My Hero Academia I watch The Race I still want to laugh. watch believe it or not Kaiju Hit Battle for the Chuckles because Mm -hmm. the premise is so dumb that I just want to see. What it was that play one about out?
0: the uh, the ice, the, uh, the figure skaters? So Yuri on ice. That's supposed to be amazing. I've heard good things. Yeah. I actually have it queued up. Yeah, that's on my list. Mob Psycho 100, mm. One Punch Man. There's a, uh, a live action Mob Psycho that's on Netflix. That keeps getting recommended I, to me.
1: I, you, if you watch, you have to tell me. I can't fathom yeah. that show being live action. Yeah, it's too fantastical in combat to be live action.
0: Let's um, let's keep the music going and we'll we'll have some more Hope you guys really liked Tenchi. We talked a lot. Yeah. Our next up ep- our next song is from Tenchi Moyo. <laughs> RPG two. RPG Part two for the Super Famicom Disc System. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> My
1: track. Actually, I don't think they made another Tenchi Moyo game. <laughs> they probably didn't. They probably they probably exhausted the premise in one game. But this track yeah. has nothing to do with it. I promise. Um, this is from an old favorite, but it's appropriate for this topic of anime, that being Jump Ultimate Stars, yeah. and the track title is called <laughs> Yaha, composed by some guy likely in a studio whose name we don't know. We,
0: we don't know. This is our good friend, unknown, <laughs> Wandu.
1: Welcome back. You're listening to Yaha from the game Shield 21, composed by hypothetical and totally made-up composer
0: Juan Du. You know what's funny is that, out of context, this song sounds like it came from a football video game from the 90s. <laughs> you know, like, this sounds like like it would be... Like from, like, a Tecmo Bowl or yeah, something. Yeah, like a Tecmo Bowl-type type situation, It's just kind of cool because this is Yaha, which is from... Ice Shield Twenty One. Ice Shield Twenty One, which is a football anime. Yes, so sports anime. And for the record, been a thing for a while.
1: Let me just point right? out. I probably said this on a previous episode, but yeah. if, if actual sports in any way played out like
0: sports <laughs> anime, yes. I would actually watch it. Okay, the only sports anime that I've seen is ping pong club. <laughs> no, this is that's, that they don't even play ping pong in that show. They sort of do.
1: I think there was like what episode where they just sort of tried, and it was just like the guy kept doing that thing that I can't see on play, the show. They play
0: ping pong in the way that um, the characters in the in the movie basketball play a <laughs> real game. Touche. Like this. Uh,
1: God, see, I want to say the name of the attack, but I'm not allowed to.
0: Yeah, um, there's, there's a lot we can't say about that <laughs> show.
1: <laughs> but I Shield 21 is a fantastic is cool, right? manga and a it, fantastic is it, anime. Is it like
0: high school football? Yes, yeah.
1: and the premise was it it resonated with me so freaking hard. It was a, the show is about a kid who got picked on a lot and he was kind of dorky. I see he wasn't even dorky. He was like one of the shows where they called him dorky, but he was like one of the most handsome dorks I have ever seen. Anyway, the point is, he was a nerd and uh <sighs> The skill that he honed somehow, due to being a nerd, was the ability to pre- preemptively gauge what route he could run mm. to clear herds of crowds to avoid
0: bullies. I like that. Like years of playing bullet hell games, he understood how to <laughs> how to avoid people. His life was his life was no, his life was an actual bullet. He
1: was dodging bullies. Like he's like, okay, well here are. These guys, they are going to attack me. If I can, I see a path, if I do this and juke, juke, juke. And the show would always display it in this really exaggerated way, like almost like he has like speed vision, like I could do it. And he like runs, they have like speed lines behind him and stuff. <laughs> and you're like, there's no way he's actually running that fast. That's awesome. But eventually like a guy who happens to play on his local school football team, who actually looks like a bat or a devil, literally looks like a devil, Uh, sees him running from bullies at the mall one day and decides, I want to recruit you for my football team. But due to the fact that he is nervous and he's a nerd, he doesn't want to play. But the guy forces him to and says, okay, in order to not let people get over on you, and obviously because once they they saw you were a nerd, they wouldn't be intimidated by you on the field, Mm. he puts on a football helmet with a visor. And he called they, everyone calls him Eye Shield Twenty One because his football number is twenty one. He wears an eye shield.
0: And he wears the eye shield, so, so no one knows who he is. Uh, he's, he's just this amazing,
1: like 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 wide receiver tuxedo
0: mask. I hear you.
1: And it's just an amazing because all these like it becomes a show with a bunch of ragtag football players that no one would have expected to ever really win a championship. Hmm. Yeah, and they're playing against all these other amazing teams, and they wreck shop. <laughs> and everything they do is exaggerated. Like the uh, devil back dive uh, is I, really I, just a guy jumping over the front line. Would defense. you describe
0: like them doing like those big anime attack names, but to like football plays and like
1: rodeo crazy. drive?
0: That's so funny. The
1: one guy calls like it. the the yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the there's like the royal knights. He had their one of their guys main attack, is called the Royal Lance, and he just basically reaches out and grabs the guy and just, like, flings him to the ground, it's like, tackle, <laughs> but it makes it look like he's an actual, like, horseman with a lance reaching out and poking the guy, and it's, like, the rodeo drive, and it's just, like, a running, like, a group running tackle, and it, but it makes it, like, a herd of bulls coming at That's them, and everything's exaggerated, and everyone announces it like it's this magical thing taking place in the field, and it visually like a magical thing taking place, and all of the players are so invested, and you see their investment that you want them to win. <laughs> Whereas, if I'm watching the Steelers and the Seahawks play, I don't give two craps who wins. Yeah,
0: because they're just people getting paid exorbitant amounts of money to play sports. You hear that, Steelers fans? We don't. We don't care. Well,
1: if, if it helps, none of this. I, I feel the way for all
0: the teams. <laughs> it's not
1: just those two. I, I'm equally indifferent to all. Of
0: them. Yeah. Sorry. Guys. But, but with this though, but, but, I care because. But when they got the thing,
1: <laughs> but he got the devil bat dive and all's on the line. <laughs> and
0: if he doesn't win this match, the girl he thinks loves him yeah. won't like him anymore. A true sports fan, my brother would argue, that that's just our ignorance of the real life game.
2: What uh, ignorance? holding us from
0: that that, that. that that these things are really happening on the field. Like this is. Oh, they are it's, happening. It's drama, but it's just not. It's not our drama. It's just not. It's just not. Uh, 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 this is why pro wrestling is so popular.
1: Exactly. <laughs> yeah. so you say that probably. I'm not sure if you're serious or joking, but I, I agree with the statement. I am serious because I mean, like, yeah, maybe it's happening on the football field, but oh my god, this is hilarious. But I, I don't, I don't see it. It doesn't come. It's not conveyed ooh, to me. Ooh. And even still, even if there is drama being happening happening on the field, at the end of the day. They are still getting paid buku bucks to throw the ball right.
0: to. Yes, yeah, top tier, it's top echelon out. game. Check this out. Still. Go on YouTube. There's a show in the 1990s called the XFL. I you just going to say coach. The Extreme Football League. They tried to do a mashup between the NFL and... And pro wrestling and they got like ex-NFL players and like you know oh, so they
1: had to do like the whole like they had like crazy oh, names yeah. they would talk trash and they
0: changed the rules a bit so it would be faster and people can like you know do more hits and, you know like everything else that was extreme 90s I don't think really took off but, I'm about like, to it was a thing this, I mean
1: this sounds not only familiar but I got this feeling that someone was talking about bringing it back I, I want to say surprised. that person was Vince McMahon
0: I wouldn't be surprised.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna look that up. I'm almost positive I remember someone saying yeah. that Vince McMahon wanted to bring back like extreme football.
0: Yeah, you know, I I have to say, football is my least like I, I would watch a baseball game over a football game. That's how I feel about it. But I, I actually feel even less strong. <laughs> I feel even less interested in baseball. But in um and like middle school and stuff, we used to I used to like we used to play football in the schoolyard, like on recess and stuff. We used to go out there and like run plays so we weren't like tackling each other or anything like that but you know we would you know get teams together and throw the ball around and it was fun no no
1: I gotta now I gotta convince in case that someone was
0: misinterpreted fun me fun stuff
1: no, playing Penel you are a killjoy well that is I'm not gonna deny that fact, <laughs> but I have nothing against the playing of the game yeah except for the that. fact that I'm that. horrific at all of them but I enjoy playing the game I especially love Dodgeball, which for the record that should become a real sport because men have to get vicious. Anyway, the point is, it's not the playing I dislike, it's just the watching. If I'm not vested in the players personally, not hometown pride or nothing, like literal investment. like if my cousin was the quarterback, or my best friend's uncle's niece. Was like the wide receiver That would be very complicated But nonetheless (laughs) the
0: linebacker was Was literally playing To save his uncle's life Who had cancer Bam! I'd watch (laughs) the living Daylight out of it And I'd be rooting for them In the stands Real human drama Human drama In the field I like that Not
1: some guy who like Got in trouble for like Domestic violence And was like Well The drama is that He's still playing He's like, I gotta mark this on the episode. But that's how I feel about. Uh,
0: Guess what? I'm not cutting any dun, of the. You know, I feel like we left we left a lot on the table uh, last week, and and I'll we get, had to. We only had one microphone. I, I'll get into that next. We'll talk a little bit, uh, just a little bit. But our next um, nerd, uh, our next the nerd, next stage in the geek trifecta. Yeah, you, <laughs> is another thing like like football that I'm not super um, aware of or. or um, Hip to is comic books, American comic books. So we're gonna talk about the uh, some some stuff here. So I, I cannot get into comics and superhero comics without talking about Silver Surfer for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Surfing that silver. Um, you gotta play more of this Tim Fallon classic. This is the title theme for Silver Surfer for the NES, composed by Tim Fallon, and it is one of my favorite all-time favorite video game soundtracks so let's go Silver, server for the NES by Tim Falla, and it's good. Do, 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 do for now. You shouldn't have stopped with the dude. You were on a roll. I was. <laughs> was I rapping?
1: You were rapping good. My, am I rapping good? All right, that wasn't rap. That was more like a just like a
0: flow. Of it was a chant. I was chanting. Chanting. There you go. Perfect. After <laughs> we just talked about football. Yeah. So that. Yeah. Exactly. So this was um the title. This is the title theme from Silver Server for the NES, composed by. The master of the NES, Tim Fallon This is some quality stuff. Man. He, oh man, like he he approaches the NES with the power cosmic, like an instrument. Like I would say, and you can quote me on this. I'm, and this is going to sound very to the to the extreme, but extreme. In, in the way that Jimi Hendrix approaches the electric guitar, Tim Fallon approaches the Nintendo. So you saw it, he plays it with his teeth. No, like the, the Saul, he's, he sees it as a completely different instrument and says... So he sees it like a Genesis? Sort of. Like he sees it as a, like, I want to compose music that sounds like nothing else ever. And, and if it doesn't, and if he reaches the extent of uh, of what he can do with it, he gets bored. Like, he was literally making this music He's to keep himself from pioneer. being bored. Yeah, he was just making stuff just, just to just to be different. Well, just to, to not sound like a Nintendo. Jimi Hendrix was making music to not sound like anything else. Huh, I can appreciate that. And I can definitely appreciate this music. This it's is, so good, it it's screams, so good. I didn't even realize it was a title screen thing. Yeah, this is, yeah, you would never hear all of this. <laughs> like, most Tim Fallon music that plays during the title theme of, an, of, of a game you probably wouldn't hear all of it. I think it's funny too. Like when it
1: comes it, to Silver uh, Surfer, like and for uh, this
0: game, for this game, mm-hmm. for the game music, you probably wouldn't hear all of it either. Because oh, you'll stu- die too much. Because <laughs> it's stupid hard. Stage one seems like quite the jam. I'm glad you like it because that's all you'll ever hear. Yeah, there's um, there's a title theme. There's three stage music tracks, and there's a credit track. Like, like a, high a remix track.
1: of the first, <laughs> the first... No, no, they're all, they're all I'm, different. I'm they're I'm all teasing. Really,
0: really good. Um, but, yeah. the Silver Surfer, for me, lives in my mind right, right alongside of like uh, Deadpool. Like, I know they're a thing that people love. I just have never figured them out.
1: Honestly, I'm not even sure if people generally love, quote-unquote, Silver Surfer. Not saying he's a bad character, because that would be redundant. So I don't
0: know enough about him to make that distinction. This is what I know of the Silver Surfer. He, he was, like, in that weird, like, trippy, you know, like, <laughs> clearly artists and writers, you know, doing all sorts of um, drugs and writing insane intergalactic stories. And he was the, um, like he was the herald of galactus right the
1: eater the devourer of, planet, the devourer which of planets which goes
0: very well with the statement you just made so, so exactly all that stuff was crazy so silver surfer was was essentially like just traveling from planet to planet saying we're going to destroy you now but like and then he would come and destroy but how is he a superhero I'm sure
1: things happened in the premise of the plots that made him stand out as being doing as better. And also, mm. I mean, there were interactions he had where he did he wasn't at the location specifically for the work of Galactus. He was there for his own accord. And while he was there, he decided, I'll help these people. Yeah. And of course, keep in mind, most of my experience with him is from the 90s X-Men cartoon. But um, that's, there that's were times where he ultimately <laughs> tried to turn against Galactus, too, to support you know, the defending of Earth oh, okay. to be specific. But uh, the thing I always find interesting about Still Surfer is that he has this awesome... He's one of the most powerful Marvel characters from what I recall. Maybe that's changed over the last like 15, 20 years, but back then he definitely was. Mm. And he was based off of a power cosmic. That was his strength. But as a person, he always felt really flat and dry to me. Yeah. But again, that was how he was. Huh? So it's like, one of the things was like, he's awesome as a powerful being, but he really is like a beam tossing surfer guy and his personality never really shined through. And it makes me wonder, like if you're listening to this and you do know who Silver Surfer is from actual lore and maybe more than like, you know, X-Men, Let us know, like, what are we missing? Like, what was the pull? What was the, what yeah. was the
0: clutch well, tell for us. Silver Surfer? We'll put you on the show. We'll ask you. <laughs> actually, now you got to hold to that. Like,
1: if you can tell us, if you and can tell. you can actually click in the record for like five minutes, Rob will let you explain it you,
0: on the show. I'm telling you, I'm going to have the best NPR, like, no, that no, was like a, like a, yeah, NPR call in show. So today we're talking about um, how to handle your home finances, and why and the heck you like Silver and Surfer. If you could explain the comic book Silver Surfer to Rob Nichols, because he is very confused. <laughs> so is he surfing on silver? Is is the
1: surfboard made of silver? Wait, he's made of silver. Is he really surfing if he's not on the water? <laughs> that is true. That is a question one would have to ask he's more like a, is he more of a silver flyer is he a silver glider do you have to polish it that is true yeah. he, it maintains a shine
0: where is it coming from it does it real anyway that's just, I'm, I don't have any more for this <laughs> <laughs> how does he keep his head so well shaved um That's NPR to not you that is NPR uh, the NPR okay NPR at like between 11 and 12. And it's true. Yeah. That's like, or between 11 and 1. That's when you get the lunch hour call-in show, like right before lunch. I used to listen to a lot of NPR, my last job, just on my lunch breaks. And I got to learn.
1: I listened to a lot of Neil Patrick Reynolds, too.
0: Who's Neil Patrick Reynolds? NPR. Oh, NPR?
1: Yeah. That's what it stands for.
0: Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm like... (laughs) <laughs> More like Surf. sort of? surfing right over my head. <laughs> Surf. All right, what's your, uh, com- <laughs> what's your comics track? So, I'm going to pick a track
1: from a game that I'm actually surprised I haven't put on the show already. But hey, no time like the present, right? So, this track comes from the game Battle Chasers Night War. And hmm. the track title is called When the Smoke Clears. And the track is composed by new to this show composer Jesper Kid. You are listening to When the Smoke Clears for the game Battle Chasers Night War, composed by Jesper Kidd, and I believe it's on pretty much like the current trio of moderns, so PS4, mm.
0: XB1, and the Switch. But this is one of my favorite tracks of this episode. It reminds me of Massive Attack. Have you heard of Massive Attack? I have heard of Massive yeah, Attack. Yeah, it, it reminds me of, of later Massive Attack, like when they did Mezzanine. Yeah. It's so good. This is great because it's got the piano and like that cool percussion, but it's dark. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 um, um, uh, Maguro, uh, Shoji Maguro, Shoji Maguro, like from, from, um, Shin Tensei. It's dark funky. Yes. Defunk. Defunky. I like it. Um, so is it a comic book?
1: Yeah. So first thing, like the context of the track itself, it's, uh, interesting in that this track is not what I would have expected to hear in a boss theme, and yet that is what this is. This plays during very tense and I don't want to say strategic, but there is a bit of strategy mm-hmm. there because you're trying to decide on attacks, you got to balance charge up moves and stuff. But this plays during tense, vent- st- tense, strategic boss battles, and while it's not you know the usual ring a ring rock rockabilly whatever that's going on, which I like, I'm not knocking, I love mm-hmm. rock stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's not the usual but this does a very good job of providing a nice sense of atmosphere for a struggle against the dark forces.
0: I like that. Is this a, like a final boss, or is this a... This is a normal a, boss. Just a normal boss. Just regular
1: boss battles. Hmm. Now, as far as the comic goes, I didn't even learn of the comics. Well, I don't want to say that exactly, because I remember the artwork mm-hmm. for the comic, but so I like, didn't read it back So you, see,
0: you remember seeing the artwork and be like, oh, that's a thing. Like, I've seen that.
1: Yeah, I remember yeah. the imagery, because this guy's art style is indistinguishable. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised if the listeners, or you, would see this after the episode yeah, and I've go, oh, up. I've seen that before, because <laughs> that's how it is, but... Battle Chasers was a comic that I... Rec- I mean, I might be a little off here, but it was in the late 90s to maybe like 2000, 2001 at the latest. And the idea was that it was a guy, like a knight who was sort of not... He wasn't like a royal knight. He was more just like a ex-knight who had a friend named Red... Red Monica, who was sort of like a bounty hunter type. And she was trying to convince him to help her... Break into a prison To rescue a criminal Mm -hmm. It was a job She was taking on And he didn't want Any part of it So she went ahead And did it on her own But she botched it And as a result The world's Most dangerous criminals Pretty much broke out of prison Wow and then she recruits him to help her lock them back up. Yeah. But in addition to these two, there are other characters, including a little girl named Gully. She's like nine years old, and her father was like an explorer slash adventurer who disappeared one day, but left behind massive, powerful gauntlets that she wears and beats the crap out of guys with. Awesome. And uh, there's this ridiculously giant war golem who is nurturing and is primarily the healer of the party. (laughs) It's pretty cool how they switch that around. Um... But it's just that these characters go on this adventure to lock up these criminals, but they also experience other adventures on the side. Plus, there's the B, plus, like, whatever happened to Gully's he's dead. Oh, okay. And will this war golem ever go to war? Um, Is this an R- like the- RPG style game? Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's an RPG for sure. And, like, it's like a lot of cool attack types where, like, you might have a character who's good at slashing and causing enemies to bleed. Mm-hmm. And then you get another character who can, like, do more damage to bleeding enemies. So you kind of, like, there's a lot of synergy between what the characters can do and how you level up their skill tree. And it's it's not an extremely long game either, but mm. it's lengthy enough to make you feel satisfied in what you experience. Like it's got like
0: really tight content yes exactly that's cool that. yeah it's wow. a good game how old is, is this there, one it's it
1: came out couple... last year actually. It's, it's last year yeah but it came out on the switch i want to say in september or
0: august yeah everything is like slowly porting over to the switch as people are because just... the money's there like the yeah. switch is the
1: is the is the a hot lot, seller right yeah. now
0: you think about it, um, um yeah, older people with families like they want to get a console for the family what's going to have everything or right now it's the switch
1: i've been trying to recommend the switch to people who have ps4s who
0: want their kids off the tv there you go right that's i think that's a big draw too or it's i know my brother his family like they're like yeah i want to play you know madden or something on the television
1: but this my kid just wants to play mario odyssey well here you go yeah Take it but my daughter wants play. to play
0: zelda here you go you can play zelda she goes off to play zelda and then i can go and play you know Grand Theft Auto, shoot a man. <laughs>
1: yep, but if you know what, to, but if you really know what's up, you'd be playing I don't know Overcooked 2, where you can shoot a man in the kitchen, in the kitchen with a rubber duck <laughs> and a pot roast. But I, will, I I kid. Point yeah. is, you should be playing Overcooked 2.
0: Yeah, there's, there's, also, there's, there's great games that aren't that don't fit the, the the typical genre. Oh yeah, yeah man. totally, and I love them. I love them so um, much. Oh, speaking of which, um, I'm really excited. It has it's, it's already come out by the time this episode comes out, but <laughs> in regards of classic games, I'm just looking forward to a rehashing of again. The Tetris Effect. That comes out, out tomorrow, right? It comes out on Friday of <laughs> this last week. Tomorrow of last week. <laughs> tomorrow of last week. I'm kind of excited for it. I've been wanting to get into another puzzle game. I've got my, uh, I've got my, my puzzle out of Escape Goat 2 and I'm thinking you know what I haven't played Tetris in a long long time I know nothing about it except I have a Tetris Effect mug at home the, the game is designed visually to to induce the Tetris Effect which is which is a, a name a coin a, a term coined from Tetris which is like after playing Tetris for hours and hours and hours Seeing shapes, shapes all everywhere, over. being like, "Oh, I can move my couch this way, and then I can move my chair over here, or I can fit my way through traffic that way." You know,
1: I'm actually curious about it too. Though by the same token, I am genuinely wondering what the
0: oh, quote unquote
1: new hook oh, would be. The, because... I don't think
0: I think it's just visual. I think it's visual, and I think it's um, the VR element of being like in that visual world. But it's still. It's Tetris.
1: Like, I'll definitely consider it. I mean, especially if a B2G one pops off in the near future again.
0: I'm going to say if it's fast and if it looks good and if there's some kind of competitive online element to it. Does it have heart difficulty? I will. Heart difficulty? Oh, yeah. Heart difficulties. Game Boy folk know what I'm talking about. Mm.
1: Or they don't. I I don't know. I don't
0: remember. But anyway. It was like a,
1: it was really goofy trick. You hold down the left button when you press start. And I could be wrong about left, but quote me on that anyway. And you go into, like heart mode, which is level zero, this like normal before standard on the game, boy?
0: game boy Tetris. Oh my god,
1: this is a, the, the, the game packed with the system. Yes, you go into heart difficulty, and it's just it would be the number of the level with a heart next to it. Yeah, and it's just like much faster from the start. I have you have blown my mind. Yeah, man, I played heart difficulty. That's how I practice.
0: I've never heard of this before. And And, yet I
1: still suck at Tetris compared to the
0: pros. It's insane. I have such, like, visceral childhood memories of playing Tetris on that little gray box. And you're talking about getting into a puzzle game. Pick up
1: Puyo so I can kick your butt in it. I gotta get a Switch to play Puyo. No, you don't. No, I can play Puyo? Play it on, like, I think you can... Don't quote me on this, but you should quote me on this. Um, Check to see if you can download, like, maybe Puyo Pop Fever on, like... Like, maybe the PS3? Maybe it's available in the store or something? Oh, I'll
0: take a look. All right, I'm going to look for that. Because I want to play Poyo. I like Poyo. Going into the next nerd thing, we're talking about costumes. Cosplay! Which I would say... And don't look for images of me on the internet, but there are are images of... (laughs) There are times that I have cosplayed at anime conventions. I
1: don't think that... I think that was before people were photographing and dropping them online, though. Yeah,
0: it it was... we did the thankfully, Battle Royale thankfully thankfully before smartphones were Wait, what else did you do aside from Battle Royale? Uh, King of Fighters. I was Iori. Iori? Yeah. yeah. Huh. Oh, and, and and Gigawing 2, I was the um like the, the, the guy. Spark Bomber the Spark Spark Bomber doctor character. Yeah, which of course no one's going to know. That. I mean, come on. As right? Gig as I'm staring at Gigawing 2 yeah. right now on your desk on my desk uh, on 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 sale. For $80 on. <laughs> <you want>. Look at <laughs> your game.
1: I told you. On sale right now on the internet. Just selling some of my old my old games. Right now get a free bag of hers potato chips. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Did not mean to flog it. I'm just saying the little When you
1: when you got it, flaunt
0: it. Just Without a case, though. No manual or instructions. Yeah, that's fine. Um uh, Okay, so costuming. You can't talk about costuming without talking about Final Fantasy X Part Two, in which the the primary mechanic of the battle system is changing costumes. What? What? what you? well You can do that, but this is Rob's night.
1: <laughs> this
0: is. But let's talk about the costumes. <laughs> <laughs> See what else? What, 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 what else have I got to sell here? I'm, teasing. I'm <laughs> I horror. got this
1: limited edition. Discover Bank Marathon okay. sign
0: On sale now What's not coming across on the podcast Is the look that Pernell gave me Is <laughs> the, the You know <laughs> You actually I know, know what, what you're really doing um, <laughs> Doing a podcast for three years To finally make the hard sell <laughs> Get rid of all your classic games no. Um we played some music from Gigawing 2 way back when. We had to, because I remember yelling about spark bombing it's, on here. It's so funny. And it's only in the Japanese version. If you ever play if you're if you're into shoot 'em ups, if you have a Dreamcast or an emulator, and you wanna play a good shoot 'em up that has ridiculous voice acting, it's Gigawing 2, but only in the Japanese version is all the insane voice acting. But I'm gonna play a track now from Final Fantasy ten part two. And this is when the, um, the main characters return to B-Said Island. And this is composed by Noriko Matsueda and Takahito Iguchi. And this is on the PlayStation 2. said island from Final Fantasy X part two composed by Noriko Matsueda and Takahito Iguchi and I, uh, it's Noriko Matsueda composed a lot of like the jazz jazzy or jazz fusion tracks that was in Final Fantasy X and something else too and they brought him or actually they brought her back to do all of the music for ten part two, which is why all of the tracks in Ten two are like really jazzy and really chill. Hmm. Um and well, I do really like this
1: sound. It's really good. And B set, if I remember correctly, was like kind of like a islandy beachish yeah. environment. So yeah. I could see this track fitting it very well.
0: Yeah, from Final Fantasy Ten, a lot of the the, the the places that you visit are island based. And I, I don't know why that is. Like the whole world of Ten of is tropical. It's tropical. Yeah, it's kind of tropical. It takes place mostly in the water. There's towards the end, you're kind of in the mountains and in the in like the the plains and the fields. But most of it's in the water. There's Besaid Island. There's Kilika Island. Um, there's a few others. I can't remember the names of right now. There's but
1: John DiMaggio. <laughs> Perfect Islander.
0: There's a uh, the Paul Anka Island.
1: <laughs> Got Paul
0: Anka's guaranteed. <laughs> um, but no, it's great. And so yeah, in this game, the uh, the the main. Focus on the battle system is changing classes mid fight. So, changing from like a fighter to a mage to a a green mage, red mage, black mage. Using dress spheres. But you use a dress sphere so that your character changes um, costumes entirely to represent changing the class, which I think is cool because then you get all these awesome like costumes and designs along with like this really deep um, uh, uh, battle system because you learn additional moves within each of the other uh, classes and you level up all those moves too so it's, it encourages you to bounce around it's really fun it's i'd like game. to
1: see them revisit this battle system in a different game oh, the and also are cool. the
0: designs are really cool
1: but they can also make it so that yeah. i mean keep in mind this might be something that they already did and i don't remember uh-huh. but make it so that you can only have like maybe four dress spheres at a time on a character So,
0: you can't just go into the entire wardrobe whenever you want. I remember you had to, like, you had to earn them per character. So, like, if Riku could, like, you know, turn into a thief, you you couldn't just immediately have Yuna turn into a thief, too. You had to 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 earn them differently or something.
1: It could have been... I mean, I could be wrong, but it could have been something like, if you level up this dress sphere to this and this dress sphere to that, you unlock this one Right, but I
0: mean, like, but let's be honest. Like, you're like, ooh, yeah, so I wonder... Like you're not thinking like oh I ne- I want to have another thief in my party. You're thinking like okay what's that going to look like? What's unit going to look like changed into this or that? You know that's how I would feel about it. Like that's cool, it. right? I like that. Well, that's yeah. what I would
1: do. So I'm yeah. not
0: knocking it. People but people buy like um like you know Fortnite skins and stuff like that just to change their characters around. It's the same Final same idea.
1: F- like Final Fantasy Tactics Advance was like that oh, where yeah. you had the different speed the different races. That you had in the game, and some of them had like uh, crossover jobs. Mm. So you'd go, Hmm, I wonder what the Gria would look like as, yeah, a, as yeah. a white mage versus, you yeah, know, the cool. Bongor as a white mage. But uh, I feel like the idea behind the dress fears is, is a legitimately solid concept. And I only wish... I still tell myself I'm going to go back and play the game at some point. I think H- I mentioned it on episode ages yeah, ago. Yeah, it's
0: really good. The the HD remix of 10 is awesome. I can only imagine the HD remix of 10 too is... Just as good, fantastic, yeah. It's I don't, really great. Unfortunately, I bought it on the Un- PS3 before they announced the PS4, which is I garbage. Know. Yeah. Unfortunately, when you save your game, it tells you the percentage of the game that you've completed. Which means I'll probably never finish it because and I can't complete it. 100%. I was, I, I know I, you can't. It's impossible. Well, I mean, it's not. It's possible, but it's very FAQy. FAQy. There's like one or two sections that if you miss it, it's done forever and. When the time I was playing this game, I was very uh, completionist, Mm -hmm. Um, looking back on it. Speaking of completionist,
1: (laughs) I can't believe I just remember, I forgot to mention this on the episode. At the top of the show, it's like, games you've been playing, I hadn't been playing it, but I started it and then got sidetracked by reviews. Yeah, there you go. Um, But Shin Megami Tensei, if, finally got a fan translation after years on top of years. Yeah. And I've been waiting. I know. People are like, why the heck do you care about that? Well, first of all, Shin Megami Tensei, how do you not know this if you listen to the show? And second of all, this is the game that was the precursor to Persona. Yes. Which, as you know now, is a pretty popular side franchise. Enough to be its own franchise at Mm. this point. But it all started because of Shin Megami Tensei If, which was a side story which isn't even really a size for because they're Megaton games. They're just, they were just their own little games. They're
0: all Yeah, it's like Final Fantasy. They're, they're all little games, but If was the one that was like the whole Persona idea spun off into it, right?
1: Well, it wasn't that it was a Persona idea. What it was was that uh, it, the it, the idea was that it was high schoolers, whereas mm-hmm. the original ones weren't necessarily high schoolers. It was just people and stuff mm-hmm. and an apocalypse. Every Megaton game, the base series had an apocalypse and stuff happening because mm-hmm. of it. But Megaton If... The idea was a high school kid who makes a pact with demons to become like a demon emperor. And he encapsulates his entire school in like the demon realm. Mm. So a couple of high schoolers get together along with their comps to summon demons to fight with them. Mm. They go out on a mission to defeat like the seven deadly sins mm. and defeat the demon emperor student. And of course then Persona 1 comes out. And though it had nothing to do with that as a normal story element, they did have like the main character of Megaton if, the girl anyway, if you choose between a boy and a girl, but the canon character is a girl. Mm. And she goes to the same high school as the Persona 1 kids, and when everything starts getting worse she's like oh crap is this
0: again this happened in my old school too so, so there's a little continuity there that's, that's cool yeah, yeah and yeah. then
1: like and there's like a side plot that got removed from the original US version mm-hmm. which got put in the port where mm. something does happen where the school gets sent to an alternate dimension <laughs> and you have to go around and defeat the, the it's like the four Trump tower lords to get to the center of the school and defeat the ice queen so even though it's a different plot it's the same idea of like mm. school is transferred to a weird place but it's just cool that I get to finally see, you know, the
0: beginning of it all, as as it were. Right, right. So, yeah, because it's never been translated to English before. That is right. High school is dangerous. Yeah, I
1: wish mine was this
0: dangerous. <laughs> yeah. yeah, on
1: one hand, you're fighting Devin Seven Sins. On the other hand, you have a computer that can summon crazy monsters <laughs> to play Mario Party with you.
0: I mean, I, that sounds like a game to me. All right, let's run on to your, your last track for costumes.
1: So this... Track is a track that I kind of felt like it was a good opportunity to pick it in reference to the concept. So, again, the topic is costumeslash cosplay, and the track is from the game Saga Frontier, Mm. and the track title is called Fight Al Kaiser. Kaiser Al Kaiser. Anyway, I'm weird
0: today. It's Kaiser Sose.
1: Yes, there you go. It's all Kaiser (laughs) Sose. Kaiser Sensei. And the track (laughs) composer is Kenji Ito. Hope you like it. back. You're listening to Fight Al Kaiser from the game Saga Frontier, composed by Kenji Ito. So, cosplay, magic, Sentai,
0: Sentai is all over this track. Oh yeah, this. I mean, this is this, Sentai. Sentai theme music is very uh, almost like Western. Yes. Yeah, like, like Western like, hero. Like, old, like old west, old west. You know. Going to go and save the day. We are heroes with
1: crazy outfits <laughs> and sometimes fun. Um, this is this is a fantastic track with that that encapsulates that entire concept, and it goes well mm. with the character that which is used to display or is meant to portray. So the idea behind the game is that you are a person named Red. Weird name. <laughs> And uh, you are hanging out with your pop one day in a car, just cruising, minding your own business, and then disaster strikes. And the Black Cross organization just shows up and kills your old man and kidnaps your family and Jeez. leaves you to die. turns you, dead. Dark. And when all seems lost, the great Al Carl comes down and he offers you the ability to survive. By way of becoming a superhero <laughs> Named Al Kaiser And of course Who the heck would say no to that offer? Um, Red takes the mantle And he becomes Al Kaiser So it's not You're not fighting Al Kaiser You're Go and fight yep. Comma Al Kaiser <laughs> Yep Or fight Exclamation mark And then Al Kaiser It's like excitement fight. Uh, like it's like it. one yeah, of those yeah. like taglines From like those old TV shows Where it's like Like the episode's like Desperate struggle Fight Al-Kaiser! You know, that sort of thing. And uh, the way the normal game plays is that you get a normal party of characters that can fight with you and stuff, but there's some situations where you're able to transform into Al-Kaiser, but you can't do it when party members are with you. So they can't (laughs) see you do it. And when you transform into him, all your stats get jacked up. You get new attacks oh, that's based awesome. around you.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's just transforming into Al Kaiser. It's like, boom.
1: Yeah, it's like he's like your super kill mode. But the downside is that he doesn't gain experience. Mm. So that's another incentive for him to say, you know, even though you can, doesn't mean you should. Oh, that's great. Um, but it's really cool that the game does that. as actually runs with the whole idea of like you're actually fighting like the equivalent <laughs> of a Saturday morning evil organization. I like that. And you're trying to save the day. Mm. You're a ragtag band of friends and and I guess in some cases just weird robots who happened to be at the mall when you got there to right. buy that cool shirt that was on discount for 50% off or whatever but then they had a buy two get one sale which kept you there a little bit longer than expected and while you were waiting in line because oh my god look at the time <laughs> <laughs> this robot shows up and he's trying to push in front and you're not having that nonsense because why the heck would you want that nonsense you got things to do and places to be the robot has things to do so you decide to team up to buy your stuff together
0: yes and get a buy four get two sale Discount. I'm telling you, you team up with robots, only good things happen. Good bargains <laughs> only good happen. Good savings. <laughs> <laughs> save,
1: save with mecha.
0: <laughs>
1: Price gouged by man. Oh, that's hilarious. Discounted by machine. <laughs> I didn't realize Soccer Frontier was all about shopping. Oh, man, yeah. There's all Ooh, kinds oops. of shopping in that game. No, that was me. Oh, okay, I thought I dropped one. Um,.
0: That's so funny! Oh my god, a quake! No, that's just the room. This is great music. I really enjoy it. It's Psycho Frontier. That was a PS1 game. Yes. PS PlayStation.
1: It 1. was. It was during. It wasn't a summer of adventure game mm-hmm. by say by Square, but it came out. I want to say ninety seven. If not ninety seven, then ninety eight. Oh, but wow. before I went to college. Okay. Um. And that was. What was I doing? Because I remember playing it and being really confused about what the heck all,
0: what the heck was going on in the game. But I loved it. That was like the end of high school for us, right? Moving on to college. What was I playing? I was an old, old college, high school student. I don't even remember what I was playing. I think I was playing a lot of Oddworld, Abe's Exodus, probably a lot of fighting games still. I was just playing everything. I I had I
1: had a great job, disposable income, and no response well, I had to buy my own food and some bills, but overall I was cool.
0: I had been working at the arcade for maybe a year at that point. So it was definitely any arcade game I could get my hands on. So I was probably like being on one credit games like House of the Dead and all those light gun games. (laughs) I don't know why. (laughs) I can't can't fathom a one credit clear on any arcade game. One time. Only one time I was able to do this. House of the Dead two, one credit, two player. Can't. What? Because no, don't they no. even make
1: it. Don't even make the enemies better. At, you know, thicker damn bullet sponges.
0: When there's two players. Yeah, yeah, but just two players. But just me. Yo, I get that. Yeah, I've, I yeah, yeah. love yeah. doing
1: that. I've done that before. I just suck at it. The yeah. idea of
0: had dual wielding in the arcade is fun. When um, yeah, when time is not an issue. When you're younger, Man, <laughs> and also games. you work at the arcade, so money's not an issue. That is what you do with your time. You dual wield guns. Yes, you. Uh, you think you're John Woo <laughs> against <laughs> Play evil,
1: <laughs> playing against zombies. Suffer like G did. Not today, oh, son. Suffer like G did. <laughs> <laughs> Massacre like Rob does.
0: <laughs> oh, there gosh.
1: you go. Oh man, I...
0: like that—the voice acting in that game. That's I just—I think about it sometimes. It's so funny to me. Um, anyway, I'm going to turn this track down. And we're going to get into the part of the show we call the bonus round. Fight! Bonus round! Bonus round is the part of the show where we play covers and remixes and arrangements based on our theme. Um, and we actually never chose bonus round music for this episode because we didn't think we'd have time. And then we got to the convention and only had a microphone. And... We had no turntables in one microphone, and nothing, and it was wasn't great. But there's a lot of there was really a whole lot of awesome um, cosplay. There really was
1: some oh. legitimate awesome
0: stuff. Ooh. This game, are you, I was looking through my old PlayStation One games right now. This game right here, Buster? Four. Yeah, this whole this this been the other side. They mean a lot to me. Move Four, I played a ton of. I think it was many. Um and the other one was Wipeout, wasn't it? Uh, this, the other side is Wipeout 1.
1: I'm amazed you actually owned Evil Zone. I thought I was the only human being
0: crazy enough to buy that game. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, anime fighters, I'm all about it. That's right. Um, all right, so we're going to talk about... We're just going to play some stuff that we're listening to at the moment. That's what I'm going to do anyway. Um, there is a album out called Zelda and Chill, released by Game Chops, um, produced and mastered by none other than DJ Cutman, straight out of Philadelphia, He's been doing this for years. Years, but the artist is a German, I believe he's a German composer. His name is Mikkel, M-I-K-E-L. And he did a full-on kind of instrumental hip-hop Zelda album. And it is fantastic. You should go check it out, Um, uh, bandcamp.gamechops.com. And this is, I'm going to play Breath of the Wild is the name of the track from Zelda and Chill. And this is from Mikkel. Breath of the Wild from Zelda and Chill. And that was remixed by Mikel or Michael on the Game Chops label. Um, The whole album is just the best. You can stream it on YouTube or on Spotify, but I'm telling you, go out and support these guys because they're doing amazing stuff and it sounds incredible.
1: I think you just said it, but I was so caught up in drinking this tea.
0: Yeah, that's right. You but it. it's Brethren than pixels. Time, you gotta pour you some real gray. That's right, sippity dippity.
1: But uh, well, you said you that you said this this album got a decent award.
0: Yeah, uh, it, it charted on the Billboard uh, charts.
1: Which, considering that it
0: was a re- game remix album, yes, that's, that's phenomenal. I know Mega ran has been up there a few times, but yeah, seeing seeing this go up there is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that the whole like fi whatever. Hi, instrumental hip hop thing is, is really popular still
1: because I feel like Mega Ran even though I didn't realize that he did chart that's awesome too mm-hmm. but I would say he I'd be more likely to expect it to happen because he does music with lyrics yes so someone can listen to him rapping and not even know he's
0: rapping over <laughs> game music <laughs> but yeah most of the time um, but yeah, but this is definitely people are like well, oh wait I know that that song and it's like oh it's Zelda and, but it's like a cool like piano style version of Zelda. Some might say it's a chill chill it's a, beat. To chill beat, all right. Chill. I would assume you brought the opposite of what I brought. Yeah. <laughs> what you got?
1: I took a gamble. I'm going with something from the series that I've been, I think I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, but I've been trying my darndest to play through Dragon Quest XI, and maybe by the end of 2019, I'll actually to get to the end of it. But for now, I figured I'd see if I could find a cool remix from the Dragon Quest series, and I did come across one. What'd you find? It is the battle theme done a la guitar. So battle theme guitar solo rendition from the game Dragon Quest IV. Composed by the 901.
0: The 901? Yes. Like it.
1: But sweet, mm. you just enjoyed the battle theme from Dragon Quest IV, done via guitar solo by the Nine O One.
0: Very, very, very good. Very good. Check them out on uh, SoundCloud at the dash nine dash zero dash one. That's Nine O One. That's Nine O One. Really, so th- my- this is the only video game like cover. That's on this lit, like on all of their tracks. It's the only video game cover that we could find.
1: Just kind of goes to show you, right? That the rest Dragon is like Quest, man. heavy
0: thrash metal. Yeah, like, it is. Super language thrash. warning, by the way. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Just yeah. not just the titles there, but also the the growl lyrics. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that's really good, man. But like Dragon Quest Four must have made an impression on this guy.
1: Dragon Quest Four was, I feel like, for a while, like the mm-hmm. most popular Dragon Quest game mainly, I'm not sure why. Maybe because it was such a hard game to acquire in the States. Maybe because it was genuinely just that good. Mm. I don't know for sure, though. I did play Dragon Quest IV, and I did think it was great, but I didn't get to play it until the DS remake came out. But uh, it's a a good one. It's definitely a good one. And I think it was a... I would say that it was a pretty... I don't want to call it revolutionary, but... It was very unique for its time because it was Mm -hmm. one of the first ones, if not the first one, where you played the story from the perspective of multiple characters.
0: I've heard about that on a a podcast recently about like how it was like almost vignettes of all the different characters. That's a cool thing. It's awesome. Yeah, I think it was the eventually first one they just... start meeting.
1: Yeah. And that's what I like the most about games. It's like, it's when they eventually meet you're looking for like, where are they going to collide? Where are they going to meet up? Yeah. And then they just like, oh my so God, cool. they're, they're doing the same castle. It's,
0: it's a clever idea. It's, that was like Super Nintendo, right? No, nah, NES. Oh, it's NES. It was so NES. It was one of the final NES releases in the a clever, States. clever idea. It's almost like a movie, right? Like they, they took like an idea from a movie and then kind of came mm-hmm. together. Well, for more information on the bonus round part of our show, go to, go to rhythmandpixels.com. We'll have links to their SoundClouds. Band camps (laughs) and Stitcher, (laughs) excuse me, and um, everywhere where you can buy the music and support the artists. I'm cold and there are wolves after me. I'm not going to burp, Purnell, not this time. Well, thank you for joining us on episode 15-8 of Rhythm and Pixels. I look at all things nerdy. And he's like, "I e- look at. Did you see it? You
1: said this episode of Rhythm look, and Pixels, I look at. This I, like, did you find it? Did you
0: see it? My my look at um, <laughs> anime, meaning that instead of recording an episode, I just watched an anime. And read awesome. some comics and put on my costumes. That's a little after Halloween. You got into a lot of cool stuff. Got a lot of cool stuff. We're ending this track. We're ending this episode on the track from uh, Bleach: The Blade of Fate for the Nintendo DS, which is one of the last games that Treasure put out. Is what you said?
1: Yeah. It looks like I did a, a little bit of a lookup, and from what I could gather, it was like within the last like seven games yeah. that they did in the end. And the final, like, three, I don't even think even came to the state. The final two, at least, because Bangayo Missile Fury mm-hmm. came out here. But I didn't really find much love in
0: that one. I liked the original Bangayo,
1: but I wasn't yeah. big on Missile Fury or Spirit. I, I
0: really like the original Bangayo. Um, the only reason I knew this was treacherous is because it was composed by Norio Hanzawa, who is a, a treasure master. Sure. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this, um, this man is a treasure. But
0: I would love to hear this song without that, um, that low quality that comes from DS, from the compression that comes from the, the Nintendo DS system.
1: Yeah. Because
0: it sounds like it's got a really cool, like, guitar, like, almost, like, shoegazy kind of effect to it.
1: And it's amazing that this track is just what plays when you're in the versus mode select. Like, you're not even choosing characters. You're like, do you want to do Wi-Fi versus or local versus? This is the only time this plays.
0: It's, it's cool. Such it's such a it's waste a cool of a
1: cool track. <laughs>
0: Um, so yeah, so we played uh, music today from um, our our live podcast at the Geekdom Con, which didn't come to any kind of fruition. It didn't get recorded quite right. It didn't go as
1: planned. It didn't,
0: just didn't go as planned. But and, we couldn't
1: waste the topic.
0: No, I mean, we just couldn't waste it. It's, it's not, if we looked at each other and we were like, we gotta, we gotta keep, keep up, keep up with this thing. That's right. Um, even though that didn't, didn't really work out as, as well as we wanted to. And that's okay.
1: But you got to admit, we made it, we did what we could, and that thing shined like a diamond, even in the mud. Well, I'm glad you feel that way. <laughs> it did. It did. <laughs> so, one thing worth noting is that for what it's worth when we do this show, Mike's perspective has been and always will be. As long as we're having fun Yes Whatever happens, happens Yes And a lot of stuff happened That would not have Hit the standard that we usually shoot for When we record episodes And I kind of didn't care yeah. Because I was like Let's
0: just have fun If you <laughs> listen to our show You'd be surprised to know That I have a high level of standard <laughs> of Stop it Stop but, it But I do, I do um, And That's what I aim for So <laughs> okay. Move the volume dial one more time, but yeah, that's uh, that's it. Um, next week I don't think we have a topic picked. No, nah, we got we got to figure one out. But huh? Coming soon, we are reaching our third anniversary of the podcast.
1: We got to think of what we're going to do. This is going to be because last time we did an anniversary it was our favorite well um episode, favorite tracks from the topics of the previous
0: year. <laughs> okay, well, so for the past two anniversary episodes, we've played. Um, our top 10 tracks of the year but last year we had our 100th episode in which we played um, tracks from our favorite uh, topics new tracks from our favorite topics
1: yeah that's what it was yeah. but but it was like and but the, the the yearly ones was definitely like based on the world so it was like oh yeah world yeah. five my favorite track from world five was this one
0: yes Yes, so maybe we can do that. So maybe our top five tracks of the year. We'll go from there.
1: And I feel yeah. like I at the end of the, in December I want to do favorite tracks of 2018,
0: which is a little different in scope. Oh, but just just that came out in 2018. Yeah, that's a fantastic idea. We'll do that for our New Year's. If you're around, and we're not both at Magfest you're at MAG At this Fest, rate, right, I might might be around. New, New this Year's. Way, I wanted to go to Chicago, right?
1: I might not be this year. Oh, Actually, okay. sucks. But yeah. I'll. We live.
0: did a lot of traveling already.
1: I don't know if I did a ton this year. I guess I oh Teddy, I did go to Florida this year, which was a first. You went to California. That's true. I went Come to on, and California. You
0: went to E3. That is true. Covered E3. It's been a weird week, man. Um so we're gonna have that as part of our Patreon live stream, but we're all going to open that up to just the public. So it's gonna be a free live stream of that episode. Um we're gonna pick a day that's not the same day as other podcast friend friend streams, Keegolith. Sorry, <laughs> so we're gonna pick a different day that's not like a Thursday or something. I actually might just call you up and coordinate it with you. that could be something. <laughs> I Look forward to that. If you're listening to the episode, um, what else is going on? Um, I think we're gonna do something special for the for the Patreon stream uh, in December um, separately, and that's all we've got going on. We got we're doing a guest spot with um, XVGM that's coming up. Yeah. So if that's not already out, then look forward to that, and we'll have them on the show soon.
1: I think we even have a guest or two we still could reach out to, so they might even show up before the end of the year.
0: I yeah. Know. Yeah. I don't know. Um, there's a lot of
1: weirdness happening.
0: Look, we got we got a lot of balls in the air. We got. And I'm uh, really terrible at catch. Where, um, you know, I, I there's like one day where I update our calendar, and I'm like, yeah, look at all the stuff we're doing, and I just. Like I'm tired. I don't feel like doing it. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> not doing it anymore. <laughs> I'm just gonna not even worry bro. So that's a little behind the scenes <laughs> for you. Um, but uh, if you'd like to get in contact with us, if you have, so, if you want to say something, say hi, or you want to, um, if you have any track suggestions or topic suggestions, please send us an email.
1: Rhythm and Pixels at hotmail.com. Hotmail.
0: And if you would what? like more, in- <laughs> Ooh, If you like more information about the show. A full track listing from all of our episodes, links to everything that we, uh, everything else that we're doing,
1: and a massive recipe for a banging bay.
0: A boyabe. Go to our website, <laughs> Rhythmandpixels.com. and now I got to find a freaking recipe. It's getting a little late. Um, and if you would like to say hi to us on like Facebook or Twitter, uh, check us out there. Also Instagram. It's rhythm and pixels, all one word. Check us out on YouTube. Um, I think we have some stuff on Twitch as well, but not as frequently.
1: Um, I'm slowly getting better at using the Discord chat.
0: <laughs> yeah, check out our Discord chat. Um, you can see that linked on our website as well. And is there anything else we should mention about that and stuff? I think we top. I think, they think we're over there. We're,
1: I think we, we hit all the
0: bubbles. We're all right. Okay. I always forget the Discord. Oh, and rhythm and pixels chat on the Facebook. Oh my God! Uh, how did I forget? that? So if you want to, yeah, there's there's a separate little thing there for people to like say hi, and you can
1: we uh, play game uh, of, Shout of the of
0: month us. and the game the game of the month. We should mention the game of the month. Game uh, of the month this month is River City Ransom. River City Ransom, and to a lesser extent, mm, Bomberman. Oh, sorry, not Bomberman. Blaster Master Boy and Robo Warrior. Oh, okay, for something about Bionic Commando was up there. Not as the game of the
1: month, only because I have a feeling that it'll probably end up becoming December's. <laughs> <laughs> we'll probably jump into it in
0: December. All right. Um, if you want to support the show, um, share it with your friends. Period. It, it, actually, tell your friends, spread
1: the word. Yeah. Let people know that there's a cool podcast you like and that telling
0: others is really hard. Yeah. Just be like, hey, this is what I'm listening to. Or, you know, share it on Facebook or Twitter. You know, all you got to do is hit that share button. Doesn't mean like you have to like write anything about it or explain yourself just do it you know thanksgiving's coming you say hi to your family and then you just share them this link you're done i'm thankful for a really awesome vgm podcast tunage and bonding with
1: friends over the wavelengths
0: i'm thankful for all of our patreon subscribers if you go to patreon.com slash rhythm and pixels um, you can support us there as well And you get access to a live stream of our episode every month So I'd like to thank Brian Kunkel Alex the Messenger Messenger, Bobby Arson How you doing? I want to thank Nicholas Harmon Mark Shrout from Gunblade X. I almost said Gunbird because we were talking about the game Gunbird We really were uh, Cameron Worma, thank you so much Christopher Senstrom, Damien Beckles Wicked Sephiroth Okay, Impala, best model car. Yeah, Carlos, aka Kung Fu Carlito, from the Heroes Three podcast, where they cover like uh, Kung Fu and action movies. I want to thank Henrik Anderson from the wonderful Camouflage Commodore 64 um, podcast. If you want to hear um, new and old uh, VGM tracks from the Commodore 64, that's where you want to go. I want to thank Michael Bridgewater from the Forever Sound Version podcast. I think um, who hasn't had a new episode recently because he's been in Japan. Kicking just, it. Just kicking it live. He's, I'm and direct. Living, I was living vicariously through I that. Know. <laughs> he's just like, I went to Japan. What'd you do? Found the Neo Geo Cab to play Metal Slug. <laughs> <laughs> I love that man. Um, Brian Pitt, thank you. Morton Gangso, Chris Marie, uh, Soulless Sanctuary, John Jekyll, Joe Vassalo, Chris Sinerson and David Smith. We're going to eventually need to get like, a sacred parchment out and unfurl yeah, it. I'm about to put all you guys into stone hier- hieroglyphos. Hear ye, hear oh. <laughs> ye. We have Brian Kunkel right. of the Royal Kunkel Knights. Okay. Impala. <laughs> Impala. <laughs> Uh, thank you all so much for supporting the show. It really means a lot to us. It, re- it keeps us going. It, seeing just seeing a list of names coming, from, it's it's amazing. It's to a us.
1: it's a pleasant feeling, and yeah. it's it's like a nice affirmed like yeah, clearly at least these guys are listening to the show regularly. <laughs> or if they're not listening to it regularly, then they're really generous because they're helping us out for a show they don't listen to that often. But I'm gonna feel it's more like the former, yeah. and you guys are legit. Awesome, wonderful people But even the people who don't donate money If you're listening to the show We think you're great
0: Well, um That's it, we'll see uh, What kind of topic we got for next week But we'll be there On episode 15-9, we'll see you in the future My name is Rob Nichols And I'm Pernell. Thanks for listening to Rhythm and Pixels Have a great week And good night Remember Crap on a stick
1: Life gets tired and trying, it's hard, and the obstacles unfurl themselves in front of you. and it's, it's, <laughs> it's draining. And quitting seems really easy to do. But you shouldn't do that. You should not do that. Instead, you should face up to the adversity. acknowledge that today is not tomorrow. Tomorrow is a new thing that yields possibilities the likes of Lysa, which you might not even be aware could exist face the future hands out wide spread and I'm staring at images of Sonic the Hedgehog for some reason but I guess that goes along with the rush to <laughs> run f- towards the future as well and hopefully maybe the thing that's a problem today will be a distant memory tomorrow
0: and never give up
1: Never back down
0: You know who never gave Don't up Don't ever quit Sonic Never gave up Except yeah. for that one time Where he quit Mega Man never gave up Except for that one time When he retired uh, Duke Nukem never gave up Except for that one time When he went to the club Luigi never gave up Oh he gives up all the time <laughs> Kirby never gives up Except for when he doesn't have cake uh, Piranha Plant never gives up Piranha Plant doesn't have a conscience Lincoln never gives up Lincoln has one game Princess
1: Peach never gives up Well yeah Because she knows Mario won't give up mm-hmm.
0: Except for that one time When he gave up Yeah Samus never gives up well, Samus, Samus is just a beast I mean, Simon Belmont Never gives up Never gonna let you down Gonna whip a whip around
1: And thwack you Whip you Whip <laughs> you